0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. This is Albert Hardy, your host. I want to read some obscure passages to you out of the Bible, particularly Second Peter, chapter three and verse thirteen. But I want to start out with uh, verse ten. It says, and this is the King James English. And that may be what makes it a little obscure, but here we go. 2 Peter 3.10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And there's a little note here. It says the ASV, American Standard Version, omits the in the night phrase. So it would read, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Now, I always thought pass away meant died. Hmm. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth and also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's pretty easy to understand. But the rest of this, All right, let's break it down a little bit. But the day of the Lord, we all know this is the end times that we're living in. So the day of the Lord is coming very soon. It will come as a thief, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth shall. Also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Verse 11 Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons, they added the of persons, what manner ought you to be in holy living and godliness, looking for and hasting unto, um, and then in, in the parentheses says, earnestly desiring, the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. Now let's stop right there a second. All right, we've got a new heavens coming and a new earth. Both of those will have righteousness dwelling in them. How could it be possible that the stars and their planets have righteousness in them? Righteousness is holiness. Holiness is righteousness. Being holy is righteous. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is love. It is love toward God first, and then love toward our fellow man. That's what righteousness is. It's defined very carefully and wonderfully in the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before the true God. That shows God's love. You shall not make into yourself a graven image to bow down to and worship. That shows God that we love him when we don't do that. You shall not use the name in vain. That is, carry the name of God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit in vain doing things that don't fit someone who is a Christian. That shows God honor and love. Then the fourth commandment, the holy Sabbath day that he said is holy. I'm not talking about Sunday. I'm talking about Friday night to Saturday night, sunset to sunset. That's the true seventh-day Sabbath. Just look at any calendar you can see that, but that's the truth whether we want to believe it or not. you know we want to say that no 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 we the old test the New Testament examples show that they worshiped and came together to worship on Sunday. Well, not really, <laughs> not really. now Jesus kept the Saturday. Sabbath. He set the example. And so we got to be careful how we twist the scriptures to fit our own lifestyle. And I don't want to do that either. But verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. Let's get a viewpoint from other translations. Let's go, for example, to Moffat. Now, James Moffat lived in the 18th century, and he was an agnostic. He was out to prove that there was no God. But he wanted to translate the Bible just to see whether or not there was one. If after he had done that, he would find God, then so much the better. Well, here's, you know, his point of view then was to be as accurate as possible translating from the original Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew texts. And here's what he came up with. Verse 10, chapter 3 of Second Peter. The day of the Lord will come like a thief "...when the heavens will vanish with a crackling roar, and the stars will be set ablaze and melt, and the earth and all its works will disappear." And then in the margin it says, adding, and this is a a couple of Greek words, in the Sahidic version. So it just tells how he got the, uh, the ideas. Now, verse 11, Now as all things are thus to be dissolved, what holy and godly men ought you to be in your behavior? You who expect and hasten the advent of the day of God, which dissolves the heavens in fire, making the stars blaze and melt. Then verse 13, It is new heavens and a new earth that we expect, as he promised, and in them dwells righteousness. Wow. Here's verse 13 in the NIV. Well, let's start in 11. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, well, let's back up one more to verse 10. Ah, let's see here. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. Now, I like that. That's more accurate, seems to me. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. You know, if you have a thicket and you set that sucker on fire, when that fire gets done and stops burning, what happens? The earth is laid bare. I think that's a clue. Verse 11, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. Now, let's just remember what this word, the heavens, means. The heavens, there's actually three heavens identified in the Bible. One is the earth's atmosphere, where the birds fly and the clouds are. And then there's the heavens where the stars are, and then there's the third heaven where God lives. And this is the way I understand it anyhow. Verse 13, But in keeping his promise, we we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. The new heaven is a home. Yep. Now, let's check out uh, the NLT, which I really like overall, really well. Hebrews, 1 Peter, or uh, let's see, James, and then 1 Peter, 2 Peter three, 13. Uh, let's see. But, we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth, he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. The world filled is the universe. The new heavens and the new earth filled with God's righteousness. Can you imagine? Let me take you on a little journey. Imagine and use your imagination to to. Get a glimpse of this. Imagine every world that God made put into a habitable orbit similar to our planet Earth, and the addition of water and plant life, and the addition of animal life, and then mankind on those planets so that. God's righteousness can continue, His kingdom can expand on and on and on forever throughout space and time. And those people that will be born on those planets are your children. Now, Here's how it could happen. This is the way I'm reading the scriptures and understanding them, trying to put them together from all sources. The way I understand it is that Jesus is the King of Kings. He's coming here to live. He's coming here not just to live like a vacation spot. No, 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 no. He's coming as King. And not just... A king, but the king, the king of all the kings that are on the earth. He's going to take over every single government, every single nation, every single state in the whole world, on the surface of this planet. But not only that, he's building people into people that are like him, that want the same things that want peace and harmony and love and joy, and all the fruits of the Spirit found in Galatians 5:22. love, joy, peace, patience, godliness, kindness, mercy, faith, all those things that people love, cherish and want. They certainly, you certainly want your neighbor. To show you those things. Do you not? I most certainly do. (laughs) Absolutely. I would love my uh, neighbors. To do such things. And so God also. Would love it. If that's what happened. On the planet earth. Now how's that going to happen? Well by his Holy Spirit. Being in every man. Woman and child. There will be a complete and total change of nature. Want to see that in Scripture? Let me just briefly go there, and then we'll return to this thought. I want to carry you to Isaiah 11 briefly, but I would like to read a lot of this. So here we go, 11.1. Out of the stump of and this is the NLT, out of the stump of David's family grows a shoot, yes, a branch bearing fruit from the old root. That's a good way to put it. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. Now, that's a lot of power. Verse 5, chapter 11, Isaiah He will wear righteousness like a belt. This word righteousness, remember what it means. It means love toward God and love toward your fellow man. Now, if you love your fellow man, we've already seen the four first commandments that talk about how to love God. The last six are how to love men. And how do you do that? Honor your father and mother. You will not commit murder, or you will not have the spirit of revenge and hatred in your heart. You will not commit adultery. You will not steal. You will not lie, and you will not envy or covet what somebody else has. This is Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, by the way, if you want to look those up where they came down first. Actually, they came down in the Garden of Eden. But I digress. The earth will shake at the force of his word. With one breath from his mouth, he will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. So from his innermost being, he has in himself truth. Your word is truth, Jesus said. Jesus is the word of God. See John 1. Uh, Let's see. In that day, and get this, this is a proof text that shows that the nature of even animals is going to change. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. That doesn't happen today. I'll guarantee you that. It's lunch for the leopard. Verse 6 continued, The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and a little child will lead them all. Here's a giant 10-foot-long male lion and a little kid's leading them. Man, oh man, this is this is very different. Verse 7, the cow will graze near the bear and the cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. Let me read that again. The lion will eat hay like a cow. He's going to need a new digestive system. He's going to need new teeth. He's going to need a new spirit about him that won't be looking for a calf to eat. He'll be eating hay off the ground like a cow. Now, this is a big male lion we're talking about. The baby, verse 8, will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Hmm, wow. Yes, a little child will put his hand in the nest of deadly snakes without any harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, that is, his government. For as the waters fill the sea, so will the earth be filled with people who know the Lord. Wow! You think religions are still going to be uh, diverse and everywhere in every country a different religion or several within a country? Nope. All people will know better by now or by then. In that day, their heir, the heir to David's throne, will be a banner of salvation to all the world. That's Jesus. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. We're talking about Jerusalem. That's where he's coming to. In that day, verse 11, the Lord will reach out his hand the second time to bring back the remnant of his people, those who remain in Syria and northern Egypt, in southern Egypt, in Ethiopia, in Elam in Babylonia, in Hamath, and all the distant coastlands. Verse 12, He will raise a flag among the nations and assemble the exiles of Israel. He will gather the scattered people of Judah from the ends of the earth. Then at last the jealousy or the envy between Israel and Judah will end. They will not be rivals anymore. Verse 14, they will join forces to swoop down on Philistia, excuse me, Philistia to the west. And this would be the Gaza Strip, I'm, I'm thinking. Together they will attack and plunder the nations to the east. Oh, let's see. Now, that would be Jordan, Iraq, uh, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and so on. They will occupy the lands of Edom and Moab, which would be Saudi Arabia. The, uh, and Ammon will obey them. Ammon is uh, Jordan. The, uh, the Lord will make a dry path through the Gulf of the Red Sea. Huh, didn't he do that once before? He will wave his hand over the Euphrates River sending a mighty wind to divide it into seven streams so it can easily be crossed on foot. Wow. He will make a highway for the remnant of his people, the remnant coming from Assyria, just as he did for Israel long ago when they returned from Egypt. That's the entire chapter 11. But you can see that the nature of man and beast is going to change. Mankind will be settled, regrouped, um, and join forces together as never before because his Holy Spirit will not allow them to hurt or destroy in all the government of God. He is coming to rule the whole earth. Remember Daniel, uh, let's see, chapter 2. Let's see, let's go down to uh, verse 35. The whole statue was crushed. Remember, this is the the giant statue with the head of gold and the arms and breast of uh, silver. And uh, it got down to the legs and thighs of... of, uh, iron and and then the feet of iron and clay mixed together, but the rock, a rock came and hit the the statue on its feet and destroyed them completely, and the whole thing blew away. It says in verse um, 35, the wind blew them away without leaving a trace like chaff on the threshing floor. But the rock that knocked the statue down became a great mountain that covered the whole earth. He says, uh, this, That was the dream. Now we will tell the king what it means. Your majesty, you are the greatest of kings. The God of heaven has given you sovereignty, power, honor, and strength. He has made you ruler over all the inhabited world and has put even wild animals and birds under your control. You are that head of gold. And then dropping down to verse 41, the feet and toes you saw were a combination of iron and baked clay, showing that this kingdom will be divided. Like iron mixed with clay, it will have some of the strength of iron. But while Excuse me, but while some parts of it will be as strong as iron, other parts will be as weak as clay. This mixture of iron and clay also shows that these kingdoms will try to strengthen themselves by forming alliances with each other through intermarriage, but they will not hold together just as iron and clay do not mix. During the reigns of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or conquered. It will crush all these kingdoms into nothingness, and it will stand forever. You see, God's kingdom is coming to the earth. Thank God we have a Savior who is that powerful. That is the meaning of the rock cut from the mountain, though not by human hands that crushed to pieces the statue of iron and bronze and clay and silver and gold, the great God was showing the king what will happen in the future. The dream is true and its meaning is certain. Unquote. Now back to the thought of uh, the new heavens and the new earth. I believe, and this is me talking that Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 18 should speak to us about this. For the Lord is God, and he created the heavens and the earth, and put everything in its place. He made the world be lived in, not a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurity in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare what is right. The heavens are going to have righteous people one day. That is what will make them new. A new heavens and a new earth. Right now, earth is the only habitable planet so far as we can detect. But in the future, the whole thing will become new with new life. It's not that the elements won't burn with fervent heat and so will the heavens. But which heavens? Not the heaven where God dwells, Not the heaven where the stars and planets are. No, the elements of the earth. The heavens where the clouds are, where the birds fly. That's what's going to catch fire. Why will it catch fire? Why will the stars fall from the sky? Well, those aren't suns like our star. Our sun is a star, a small star, It's not those that are going to fall to the earth. It's the satellites that look like stars, some 22,000 of them, as I've mentioned many times before on this podcast. They're what's going to fall. That's what's going to catch fire. The heavens will melt with fervent heat and dissolve with fire. They're going to dissolve on reentry and catch fire. Absolutely, so there you go. God's Word will be fulfilled every single bit of it. We may not understand how we may not understand exactly everything perfectly, but we will one day, and that day is coming and is coming not in a too distant future. Well, I hope that uh, this has been a little bit enlightening. It's, I can see by the clock that I've got to go. Got one more minute. You can go to the website, itellwhy.com, or jesusiswhy.com. Either one will take you to the same place. You can get, there's nothing for sale. You can get my books for free. You can download and print them. You can read. You can study the Bible. These are giant Bible studies, really, is all they are. You can listen to me read the life and times of Jesus Christ, pieced together from all the Gospels in the book of Acts and Revelation. Um, it's all free. It's all for your benefit. It's all for your growth. I hope you go there. com. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Tune in again next time, if you would, and have a great day.